Hey you guys, this is a preview clip of I Love Gringo Letters, a classic episode number one with Harley Breen and Luke McGregor to hear the full classic episode and also get episodes one through to ten with the likes of Harley Breen, Luke McGregor, Ronnie Chang, Nick Cody, Justin Hamilton, Xavier McAleides, Dave O'Neill, Bart Freeband, Dave Thornton, Tommy Daslow, Paul Dempsey, Tommy Little, Nick Cody, Tegan Higginbotham, David Quirk, Adam Rosenbachs, Lawrence Mooney, Kelly Festuca, Charlie Pickering, and Josh Earl. Go to ilovegreenguideletters.com forward slash classic or hit our Bandcamp account. And for $2.50, you get 10 full-length classic episodes and a bonus episode not available anywhere else recounting stories from the recording of those episodes and answering listener Q&As. It really helps the podcast. It's only $2.50. You can pay more if you want, but $2.50 gets you 10 full-length classic I Love Gringo Letters episodes and keeps the podcast going. Enjoy the preview. Greetings, everyone. I'm Steel Saunders, and I love Green Guide Letters. This is the I Love Green Guide Letters podcast. Woo! Yeah, Woo! and my fellow lovers of the Green Guide Letters today are comedian, piece of wood winner, spleen comic of the year, Mr. Harley Breen. Hello. Yeah! And um, <laughs> our cheerleader today. <laughs> Have it help out. Um, fill in goat. Host of uh, Channel in Goat. That would be Phil right. Goat. <laughs> Phil in host. You're, of, uh, you're running over my intro. <laughs> a perky little redhead. <laughs> Channel 31, Studio 8, Mr. Luke McGregor. Woo! Thank you. <laughs> it's good to be here still. Thanks for having me. And um, sorry, I was, I was late to the podcast, to, to your house. 11 minutes. 11, 10. The, 10 internet, minutes. the internet doesn't know you're late. My, my rule is that. I won't send a, a message unless it's over 10 minutes. And it was as I was coming up the stairs that I was typing it, then I didn't want to send it and then arrive at your house. It'd be weird. Well, you're on the property, so. Exactly. It is Saturday, the 12th of November. It is the day after 11 11 11. Oh, yeah. Well, it wasn't, a, it wasn't that big a deal because it wasn't 11 11 11 11, you know? Okay. Yeah. We all <laughs> you know re- what millennium we're in. <laughs> You've really taken that, the steam off. Yeah, just day. that would have been that would have been better. The two O ruined it for me. I couldn't get in. Can we do a commentary on the podcast? <laughs> co- co- podcast commentary. Commentary on the commentary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember this bit. That's where I have to get up and go to the toilet. <laughs> That might not work. I like the idea of complaining about complaints. <laughs> it's taking the whole idea of complaining just to a beautiful new level. Well, I have a theory about annoyance. Like when you're in a line at the airport or whatever and it sucks, to make it better, you find someone that hates it more than you and just revel in their misery. Yeah. Absolutely, I do do that. But since I've had a child, I have become amazing at writing complaint letters. I haven't written a green guide one, but I'll just at the drop of a hat. Anything shits me off, right? Oh, to, to do I'm with putting the, it down on paper. To do with the, the child, something no, that happened to, to do with my angst at the world. Dear, dear son, pick up, <laughs> you're, pick up the pace. You have really been out of line lately. You've destroyed my figure. <laughs> my vagina is just a ghost of its no. former self. <laughs> First podcast. <laughs> Vagina's out in the first five minutes. I would have said that one for the hundredth hour. 
That is wishful thinking. So we are talking, if you don't know, the Green Guide is a green lift out in the Age newspaper on Thursdays. It talks about... Clang. Yes, I have. I do know of a newspaper. <laughs> so that bit will be edited out. And they've got a letters thing, and I'm fascinated with you the letters. You can edit out the bit where you explain what the podcast is about. <laughs> oh, good call, pal. <laughs> All right. Well, on the, I'm explaining more to the people in the room, because what did you think the Green Guide was when you were invited to come review the letters? Um, I thought it was a like a, I don't know, tips on keeping your house environmentally friendly. <laughs> like, How old are you, McGregor? <laughs> 29. How is it in 29 years? Are you a Victorian? No, Tasmanian. And yeah, that proud. makes sense. And proud. <laughs> but how have you not known what the Green God is? I've never, I've never read it. Oh, but it's green. That's oh, okay. You're when I read in it the online, entertainment. It was white. So. <laughs> but it is actually a green bit of paper with, with stuff on it. <laughs> now I'm with it now. <laughs> You're in the entertainment industry. Start the podcast. That. <laughs> uh, it's awesome. <laughs> I'm in the entertainment industry. Well, I am. One of the main players. You are a big player. I'm going to be firing some of my people who didn't let me know about the Green Guide, let me tell you. Huh? You should get on to them. Give them a call. Kick, Steve, if you're listening, kick you're no longer my eye. third manager. Moving on to number four. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to start things off, what we'll do is we'll read out the letters, a letter at a time, and then we'll review it. Great. We'll, we'll see if that complaint is valid. Or if that compliment is valid. I'm into it. It's a lot of power. But first off, we'll read out a classic letter. How about that? Great. Okay. So this one is from... I was nodding, but no one can see that. (laughs) I'm keen. (laughs) Okay, that's great. Um, This one's from when, just after when Big Brother finished, and remember they had like the up late game shows and like Hot Dogs was hosting the bad bingo. I have lost sleep ever since... There was such a void in my life when it went away. I mean, to get someone with such talent to produce such a creative piece of television, it was just a great partnership from the start. Okay, so this is a classic letter, okay? This one's titled, Prepared to Pay. Great. Jim Shembury was spot on in his critics' view last week. David Letterman, a true comedy great, has been replaced by a form of TV that could be only enjoyed by people simple enough to spend all night at the poker machine, yet too lazy to get off the couch to get to one. Isn't Australia the biggest TV downloading nation? Is it any wonder? Please, Foxtel, give me Letterman each day, fresh off the satellite, and I won't be able to give you my visa details quick enough. Steel Saunders, South Yarra. Ah, it all comes together. <laughs> he wrote a little fucking complaint letter. He's pretty proud of himself. What What was replacing Letterman? What What did they have instead? Hot dogs. Were you? Oh, just- oh sorry. Oh, fuck. Well, that is an outrage. Jesus. Sorry. Were you, on the day that that was coming out, were you just so fucking excited running down to the news agents waiting for your paper? Chomping at the bit. <laughs> did they edit your letter? I... Don't think so. Did you read it at the news agency? I read it to them. Oh, to, to them. And they replied, and that was the, the nucleus for the idea of this uh, podcast. See, I'm conflicted now, because as you were reading that letter, I was dissecting it. What a fucking douche. <laughs> he writes a letter to the gringo. <laughs> Who writes a letter about that anyway? Go to bed. Fucking put in a DVD. <laughs> That's why you were reading But I want to watch Letterman. <laughs> Yeah, it's a fair point. Letterman's on normal TV, isn't he? All the time. Oh, McGregor, you're not following the story Holy at all. shit, man. The fucking story is, is that he was watching normal TV and he couldn't see Letterman anymore because Hot Dog was on doing up late game nights. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
Well, that is. I'm just as angry. You're as you right. Are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that sucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you like to co-sign this letter? <laughs> it's quite, um, it's quite uh, cathartic to write a letter about something that's personally irked you at midnight, sitting in your own lounge room, and just go fuck this shit. I'm going to write to somebody and have them put that out there for the world. Because I, I guarantee you, that if you think that about that television show, there is thousands out there that think exactly the same thing. And I can't imagine anyone actually loving that. Just going, this is the best. <laughs> this show is just heaven. If Letterman was more like this guy. <laughs> Letterman just took some more calls and had a wheel that spun. <laughs> yeah. Will that be the last one you write, do you think? Or will you be... Uh, I guess it work. I think I'm about at the point. I think this is the point of the podcast that I'm ready to write a letter complaining about the level of letters to the letters section. There's a lot of letters. Let's go into modern events. November 10th, the Green Guide, Thursday, 2011. First one, very emotional. This one's titled, Book Show Loses the Plot. Nice little pun, right? Thanks. Right. It's almost Herald Sun-esque. <laughs> Ramona Caval's departure from Radio National in the face of programming debacles around the book show is a tragedy. She's not only an engaging presenter and an incisive interviewer, but she's also been an excellent ambassador for Australian culture at countless literary events. There is no one quite like her, and the loss belongs to us all. Colleen Canane Montgomery. I think this is Colleen's 9-11. I don't know who that is. <laughs> you don't know who 9-11 is? Uh, 9-11? No, uh, no, no. Uh, Colleen, Kath, Kathleen. Colleen. I've, I've got no idea who this person is that's left Radio National, but that is... I do. I would listen to it. Are you? Is this a tragedy? It is a tragedy. Well, uh, you know, it's... No, no. Is it a tragedy? Okay, well, no, it's not a tragedy in the, the grand scheme of things. 9-11 is a tragedy. Losing <laughs> uh, the book show from ABC <laughs> National is just unfortunate, I guess. But what they're doing is they're stripping back the arts programming on ABC National, which is a bit sad. And they, they I don't know anything about it, really. I listened and then I went, what? I don't read books. What are they stripping back to books. concentrate Edit on? That out. I don't want people to think I'm dumb. I read books all the time. He doesn't read books. And I'll be saying that throughout the podcast <laughs> in uneditable spots. Today, Harley doesn't I've, read books. I've read three books today. Oh, what one were of they? them is called the Green Caterpillar. The other one is, is that one pretty long green I'm paper. I'm fairly it? sure there's like seven pages and most of pictures. I don't even know their pages. They're like just big bits of cardboard. <laughs> now, you saw a green caterpillar. Well, I think her complaint is valid. I don't know that anything's going to come of it. Well, I think this there's three main types of letters to the Green Guide. There's I'm a moron. Yes, that's a big one. I'm a comedian. Right. Where they try to write something witty. And this one falls into, I'm a creative writer. Yes. Now, the final the final sentence here is, there is no one quite like her and the loss belongs to us all. <laughs> it's pretty heavy. Uh, now, I, uh, I just think, Colleen, I, I'm, if, if I, I think you could close a, a eulogy and you might be overselling it using that line. Yeah. There is no one quite like her. There probably is. And the loss belongs to us oh, all. And if, and well, if, there's no one quite like anyone, but there's a lot of people quite like everyone, really. And that that line it really is something I, w- I would save for a funeral, not a yeah, not a green guy's letter. Like you know, you'd say that that's quite a good eulogy line. She's using all the good material. Yeah, like it's, it's kind of like because what are they going to say if they lose someone that's really close to them? No, well, she'll be at the funeral. Better than that. I'm so sad. 
This is just reminds me of the time that girl got fired from the book show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, she'll get up and deliver that line and just... What was the line? What's... There is no one quite like her and the loss belongs to us all. So, and the eulogy, and the loss belongs to us all and someone in the audience just... Heard it. Heard it. <laughs> you put it in the green guy. <laughs> Doubling up. <laughs> You're not even writing new gear for this shit. <laughs> well, let's go to the next letter. This one's called The Host with the Most. Yes. It's exciting. Must be about Luke McGregor on Studio A. Yeah. Yumi Steins is a refreshing change to Australian television. She's a single, hard-working mother, down-to-earth, and understands what her role and job is on television. Entertainment without pretensions. I wish more celebrities could be like her and reflect that type of attitude. From Jenny Batesman, Melbourne. Now, as hardcore Harley Breen fans would know... You do the warm-up for the circle. I yeah, do yeah. do the warm-up, and I'm happy to hear something written about the wonderful Yumi Steins in such a positive context. Because you were saying before the show that off-camera, she's a real mole. <laughs> uh, you do say that all the time. I my job still, and if I do, you're not going to get it, so back <laughs> off. I've got a child and a mouth to feed. I, I, watched I did not say that. <laughs> I watched... Um, I, I watched... A, the episode of The Circle where it had the guys from uh, Angry Bosses on it. What oh, yes. It? Yeah, and Yumi was... Cl- cl- classic app. Really funny. Oh, it was one of my favourites. Um, but she was really funny and really quick. She And honest. Like, she felt like she went with... she was felt like she went with whatever was sort of thrown at her. Let's call it for what it is. She's ridiculously attractive. Yeah, she's very attractive. She is. She's a beautiful looking and woman. And single? And I don't want to... <laughs> is that true? I don't want to speak in in cliches and pigeonhole people but quite often when someone's very attractive and famous as she is they can be a little bit of an asshole. is there anyone in you hate <laughs> on the circle <laughs> what? well I've hated uh, guests they've had on the circle I've found it really difficult to try and get an applause from the audience that's my job yeah. is to get the audience applauding when the guests come on and certain people have walked on into that studio and I've gone oh I'd like to throw a chair at your head oh really yeah. I've I haven't met heaps, but I found every celebrity I've met has usually been pretty nice. Like, I guess to get to that level, you've you've got to be kind of nice. Those are the people who don't want to support you. The guy that I didn't like was, I wouldn't call a celebrity. He's famous. Yeah. He's not a celebrity. Andrew just, Bolt. Just, just uh, was who it was. Who's that? Really? I like I know the name. Who that is. I know. No, I like that. We don't even need to discuss him. I want uh, to keep your mind pure. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Andrew. <laughs> I want to keep Andrew. you free <laughs> okay. of that piece of shit. Okay. All right. You know, people always refer to him and say, oh, he's very intelligent, other than being a pig and a right-wing jerk. Oh, but he's very intelligent. I'm going to Google well, him. Well, I think that intelligence is having the ability not only to retain information, um, learn things, come up with your own opinions and all that, but also to be aware of the world around you and what's going on. And if Andrew Bolt was truly intelligent, then he'd be aware that his venom and his hate is creating quite a serious negative situation in our society. He must be aware of that. Then to continue with his bullshit makes him a fucking idiot. Not intelligent. Still or just an evil person. I still don't know who he is. This will be cut out. It's got nothing to do with anything. It's not funny. It's As another I... one of Breen's fucking left rants. <laughs> this truly is the green guy. <laughs> We're so green guy right now. When are we going to do some environmental tips? You know? No one's learning anything. <laughs> but um, Andrew Bolt reminds me of that sort of guy. You know, the start of Superman 1, where all the people on Krypton... Like hanging out, going, 
going to Superman's dad. There's nothing happening to the planet. It's cool. Yeah. And the yeah. planet's like crumbling and they have to send it off. That, yeah. It's like that sort of... Because when, you, when you're little, when you're watching, you're like, how could anyone be so dumb to not see that the yeah. crystals are falling? Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure... Are we all aware of who Lord Monkton is, Luke? Uh, he's the guy who is doesn't think climate change is happening. Yeah, right. So he's kind of like the poster boy for climate sceptics. Mm. Right. But he came out and said something to the effect of, you know what, Hitler was on a, a kind of a good thing. And at that point, oh, wow. Andrew Bolt kind of goes, whoa, I don't think I can align myself with that. I might need to step out of this one. You know, because this is a guy who said publicly that we should just put everybody with AIDS on an island. That'll yeah. fix the problem. You know, the last time that uh, society chose to do something like that was when Lord was still relevant, you dick. We put all people with leprosy on an island. That didn't go so well. Well, we got rid of people whose arms fall off, but... So, <laughs> so, so in retrospect, Moncton might be onto something there. <laughs> I am never going to say that on a recorded device ever. That would come back to haunt me in such a bad way. Welcome to the Moncton fan cast. Uh, today's little Monktonites are uh, Harley Breen and Luke McGregor. No, no, I didn't say anything. I think we go into a new letter every time McGregor like does that. He just like exhales. It's just like, cannot take any more of this letter. We haven't talked about the letter now for... Oh, the letter was... Yeah, sorry. Um, that's nice to get um, <laughs> fan mail, I guess. Have you ever got fan mail? To find out if Luke McGregor has ever gotten fan mail and a hilarious story to go along with it, you need to get on to the Bandcamp to get episodes 1 to 10. 10 full-length classic episodes for just $2.50 plus and Q&A episode that is unavailable anywhere else. Think about it. Full-length episodes with Harley Bring, Luke McGregor, Ronnie Chang, Nick Cody, Justin Hamilton, Xavier Michalides, Dave O'Neill, Bart Freebarn, Dave Thornton, Tommy Daslow, Paul Dempsey, Tommy Little, Nick Cody, Tegan Higginbotham, David Quirk, Adam Rosenbachs, Lawrence Moody, Kelly Fastuka, Charlie Pickering, and Josh Earl, all for a paltry $2.50. It's probably under your couch right now, under your car seat. It is... Well, you can get a coffee at 7-Eleven for $2, but they kind of suck. So just go without a coffee, support the podcast, keep it going, and enjoy 10 really great, kind of awkward initial episodes. Pick up on all the early in-jokes and references. So go to com, click Classics, and for $2.50, you are going to be set for hours and hours of a green guide letter loving. I do appreciate it. <laughs> 